Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I've given this a lot of thought over the last few days and certainly over the last 24 hours because in about two hours, the franchise tag window opens. And that, of course, is another big decision that Joe Shane and the Giants have to make about Saquon Barkley. They have two weeks to decide if they want to tag him or not. And I've given this a lot of thought because as a diehard fan, I appreciate and understand. <laughs> what, what are you laughing about? I didn't say anything yet. <laughs> I know. Just laughing at your diehard fandomness. Well, as a diehard fan, I understand and appreciate a guy spending his whole career with one team. Yes. I also understand the business of football. And I also understand, no offense to you as a former running back who defied logic by getting better as he got older, that usually backs <laughs> don't get better with age. So I wanted to give this a lot of thought. And the truth is the New York Giants have to keep Saquon Barkley. <laughs> like, they have to. And I'll give you the number. I've got, like, a ton of reasons why. But let me start off with the number one thing that kept jumping into my head. October 31st, 2023. That was the NFL trade deadline. Yeah. And that's when you, Tiki Barber, said into a microphone, I understand why the Giants are shutting down any trade discussions on Saquon Barkley. They can't trade Saquon Barkley. Well, let me ask you this. If they couldn't trade Saquon Barkley on October 30th and October 31st, why, months later, would it be okay to let him walk away for nothing? That seems like a complete, utter contradiction. So in my opinion, the Giants made their decision on October 30th. They didn't trade Saquon. They wouldn't even listen on trade offers. Yeah. So what possibly could have changed between then and now that would make it okay for him to just well, leave? the biggest reason to keep Saquon Barkley is that he, he is one of the offensive, really, forget offensive, he's one of the team leaders on this team. He's, he's the guy, along with some others, who bought into what Brian Dable was talking about, what he was preaching, and he was the example that helped them succeed and, and excel in Dabes' first year, which resulted in his coach of the year. Now, I am I think I'm probably speaking for a lot of Giant fans when I lay out my thoughts on Saquon Barkley. Because if I looked at the team and said, all right, they need this, 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 and this, and this, 20-something-plus free agents that they have, so many holes that they have to fill. There's going to be a new defensive system. Uh, things may change offensive-wise because Dave's looks like he's going to have more of an influence in the offense and the play calling and things of that nature. Is this really a team that's winning right now? And the answer is probably, eh, they can win some games and steal others. Saquon Barkley is not 
fully necessary. But my emotion to Saquon is something that I think a lot of Giant fans feel. And it's, I love this kid. I loved him when he came in. He is the perfect example of a, a, a star player that you would want on this team. He de- does not get in trouble. If, if other, When he's not hurt, he's busting his ass to be as great as he can possibly be. He carries himself the right way. He says the right things, and he's a leader in that locker room. And so emotionally, you want to hold on to that guy because he's an example. And you mentioned it before about guys who are the favored player on the team finishing their careers as a Giant or whatever team it is, but in this case, the Giants, I I feel like he should be that guy. I want him to be that player. He wants to be that player. And it's somewhat personal because I've heard him talk about this where he said, I want to be like Michael Strahan. I want to be like Tiki Barber. I want to be like these guys, Eli Manning, who spent an entire season creating a legacy that regardless of the championship structure, those guys won championships. I didn't, but you you're revered right. in this town. Right. And when you leave and go someplace else, even if you were great here for four or five years, they forget about you. Oh yes. Right. It just like you become a talking point as opposed to someone that gets lifted up when you're here. And so I want that for Saquon because he, he deserves it. Yeah. But I also can look at it from a football standpoint and say, yeah, but, they don't they don't really need them. And and that's 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 what's frustrating. Yeah, but the problem I have with that first part about not needing him mm-hmm. is if they didn't need him and they made that decision, you know right. what? It's a running back. He's going to be 27 years old. We have to give him a big contract. Tell me why they didn't trade him on October 31st. Trading no, is, and forget uh, about just trading him. But trading Tell me is, why they shut down phone but, conversations but trading on is, trading but him. But trading is so weird in the NFL. I, I know that it's happening now more than it's ever, but it's not just in the DNA of of deal makers, of general managers. And so trading Saquon Barkley sounded good if you were done with him, but I don't think the Giants are done with him. So then what changed between October 31st and February 20th that would lead you to say, now I'm good with him walking away? That's the contradiction I, 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 that I face with this. I think when you look back to Dave's first year and Joe Shane's first year, they knew that the strength of this team was going to be the run game, not the pass-protecting offensive line. So don't get it confused. When I say offensive line, I mean the run game and the offensive line and Saquon Barkley. And it was. It's what propelled them to such great heights for a lot of that season. Obviously, Daniel Jones was a part of that as well in that run game because he rushed for over 700 yards and had seven or so touchdowns. But it was Saquon and Daniel Jones having this dynamic, we're going to throw you off balance and – you can't do anything to stop us. And I believe that that still applies. And so like you want that you want that at least going forward, but financially it's not going to make sense. You know what I mean? And especially if they're going to franchise tag them. So the franchise deadline is today. Or, or, well, or start, the window start, opens The window today. opens yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. It goes for 2 weeks. Yes. And then they're going to make a determination whether or not they want to sign uh, him to a long-term deal, which I don't think they're having conversations right now. How are they or, not having conversations? Or, or, or like franchise that's, but, him. But that's insane if they're not having well, conversations. We're not, hear, we're not hearing anything, so I have no idea. And it, listening to Saquon, it doesn't sound like they're having anything, any conversations. So if they decide to franchise him, it just doesn't make sense to me. So 
It, I'll tell you why I disagree with you. You know, I'm going to tell you why I, I would actually tag him, and I know it's been, like, accepted over the last few days amongst giant fans of giant beat writers of, oh, it makes no sense to tag him. I will offer you the uh, opposing position on this, and while it does make sense, let me just start with this. I think I'm making this clear. I got to bring Saquon Barkley back if I'm the New York Giants. Let me start there. Mm-hmm. My end game is Saquon Barkley remains on the New York Giants. He remains on the Giants for a myriad of reasons. Number one being when he's on the field, my quarterback plays differently. Yeah. When he's on the field, Daniel I, Jones is a better player. That's been an indisputable right. fact and it doesn't over matter. the last few it years. It doesn't matter who is going to be the quarterback Correct. next year. Correct. I, don't, I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be healthy. Doesn't matter. Come, come August or, or September. Is he playing in October? I have, I honestly have no idea. So especially if it's some young player that they potentially draft, right? Or it's Tommy DeVito, hundred uh, percent. You absolutely want Saquon back, uh, right? Barkley in the back. That's why the quarterback factor not, doesn't but, even matter because I Saquon makes whoever is the quarterback. But if you're better. not willing to give him a long-term deal, which it seems like they're not, mm-hmm. the franchise tag doesn't make sense no, no, for but, twelve and but, a half but, million but, dollars but, for a year. It's just on. a big number to throw on a on a running back, well, right? It's it's one thing to have him make that much money. It's another to count that much against the cap. Now, I know the cap is likely to go up $25 million. They said it was going to be about 243, but it's actually going to be more around $250 million, which is 26 or so million more than it was a year ago. So there's space, but you still got to be smart about how you spend that but, money. But, but, are they willing to give him a long-term contract well, or not? Well, long is, is relative now. The so end game has long, to be a long-term contract. Long, long for a wide receiver these days that's in his prime yep. is six years. Right. Right? Long for a running back that's in it or before or even whatever, and it's, it's three. Yeah. So okay. they, are they willing to give him that? Are they willing to lock up Saquon so. Barkley? I would think so. They better be because if they aren't, why didn't they trade him? See, that's the problem I have. But what was the? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what the market was. No, no, so I have he, no idea. But, but here's what we do know: Did a running Joe, back get traded last year? That the the Giants wouldn't even have conversations. Like, there's two layers to this whole trade deadline thing, and it bothers me. I keep going back to that because to me, the Giants made their decision on October 31st. Mm-hmm. The more you think about it. What they decided leading up to the trade deadline was not simply to not trade Saquon Barkley. It was to not listen on trade offers for Saquon Barkley. And that's far different. If you want to tell me, hey, guys, they listened on offers. There wasn't a great package out there. They decided to keep him. That is far different than what we heard at the deadline, which was they're shutting down conversations. Yeah, but his, and when I push back to you on that, you're like, well, how could you trade him? Well, he sells tickets. Well, fans so, want to watch him. So, well, what changed between then and now? So that that thought makes me feel like the Giants want to do a long-term deal. Yes. With Saquon they better. And, and by long, I don't mean six, five or six years. I mean three years or four years, maybe. And probably one of those is voided. Right? I To me, it's it's it's... We want to keep him, but we don't want to have to worry about trying to get him back in free agency type of thing. Well, this now, I, know, is... I know you don't do that really in football. Um, usually when a team trades for a player like uh, Montez Sweat mm-hmm. with the Chicago Bears, they sign him. They, they do that so they can get a head start on signing him to a long-term deal, which the Bears did with Montez Sweat. It, the Giants want Saquon Barkley they're going to have to work out the deal that they weren't willing to give him a year ago. But this which is, makes no sense that they weren't willing to give him to a year ago because he was a year younger coming off one of the best seasons he's had since his rookie years. And so, it, like, I, I feel like there's a this, like, the internal debate that I have with myself. I know it goes on with Giant fans because some of them are saying, yeah, I'm ready to move on from Saquon. Mm-hmm. Some of them are saying, oh, I absolutely love Saquon. We need him. I think the same conversation is going on inside Giant Stadium. 
right, or inside whatever it is, Quest Diagnostic, where, mm-hmm. the, where the offices are. They, they just don't know how to ideally deal with this guy who is, who is perfect for the franchise, but has been hurt a lot, but his value is not clearly defined. Well, I'll tell you why I would tag him then, even though everyone continues to say that doesn't make any sense and it's not a real option. I tag him because the first thing I do when I tag Saquon Barkley is I announce to my fan base and I announce to that locker room, Saquon Barkley is going to be on the New York Giants in 2024. (laughs) Now, I understand your pushback is going to be $12 million. That's a big cap hit. They've got a lot of other holes. The beautiful thing about tagging somebody is that it's not permanent. Right. You have until middle of May. You have until, yeah, I think the middle of May to work out a long-term contract. And the end game for the Giants better be a long-term contract. Because if the end game isn't a long-term contract, then they damn effed up in late October. Then they should have entertained offers, at least entertained offers, and consider trading him. So number one, I take Saquon Barkley. And then I use the next few months to try to find the common ground with him on a long-term contract that, A, makes him happy, that makes him feel like, hey, okay, I'm respected, I got mine, and for the Giants, brings down his cap number in a way in which you can fill other holes. Here is the problem with not tagging him, and this is why I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised I'm in the minority on this because it seems almost accepted from Many Giant fans, and we'll hear from you today, 877-337-6666, and many Giant B reporters of, oh, that cap number, that's crazy. They're not going to tag him. No way, no how. If you don't tag him, understand the repercussions. It means he gets to free agency. Yeah. And when he gets to free agency, granted, there are a lot of running backs available. We get that. But Saquon Barkley, to me, if I'm just regular general manager and I have a chance to win a championship, I don't care about his numbers last year. I am more drawn in from Saquon Barkley than I am anyone else available in free agency because I still think I can see the best of him. So if you allow Saquon Barkley to get to the open market and you allow the Dallas Cowboys or the Buffalo Bills or the Philadelphia Eagles or name the Baltimore Ravens or the Cincinnati Bengals who may cut Joe Mixon. Tennessee Titans. Anybody you want to name. If you allow there to be an open market for Saquon Barkley, mark my words, he's gone. And then you really screwed up because the Giants had a choice in late October. And that choice was, do we investigate the market? We talked about this, not in late October, but in mid-October. I brought it up to you. Hey, this season's going nowhere. Should they consider trading Saquon Barkley? They didn't consider it. You didn't consider it. Nope. Well, now it's time to pay the piper. You didn't consider it? Get it done. Because losing him, to me, makes no sense. Well, what compensatory pick are you even getting back that would be worth what you could have gotten yeah. at the trade deadline to a desperate team? Look, and it's a little bit different than, than baseball, the calculus for trading a guy based on an expiring contract. It's not something that's in the, the mindset or the I think even the calculations for general managers in the, in the NFL. But it is real when a guy is 26 or 27 years old, as Saquon is. I mean, Josh Jacobs is available still. He's only 26. Mm. Derrick Henry is the old head of this group coming out because he's 30. Uh, I guess uh, Austin Eckler is getting close to 30 as well. But like, there are, there's only a handful of guys that are what you described as, I haven't quite seen the best of them yet. I think you still see the best of Josh Jacobs. I think you can still see the best of Tony Pollard, still see the best of Saquon Barkley. Interesting, all the guys that got franchise tagged as running backs a year ago. But th- that list is small. So if Saquon gets the actual free agency, he's going to be highly desired. Yes. And the question yeah. is, the question is going to be, 
will the Giants actively match, or will they try to, or they try to, or they, will they just let him go? So tag if he, him. If they just let him go, the problem is that he's not. Guys like him are not easily replaced. Of course they're not. As much as we sit there now, it's like such a cliche. Oh, I can find a running back anywhere. No, you can't. You say it. You can but find then, someone to turns line up back there and take snaps. Right. But isn't, you're not going to have someone that's a game changer. Or it's very unlikely you're going to find someone who's you're a game right. changer. So it's not as easy. And, and here's the other thing I know, watching the Giants when Saquon's not been on the field over the last few years. And I remember having this argument with Sean at the beginning of last season. We were talking about Daniel Jones, and I pulled out all those numbers and mm-hmm. said, here's Daniel Jones without Saquon. Here's Daniel Jones with Saquon. And the numbers were stark. Yeah, they don't lie. They do not lie. Well, you're going to ask a young quarterback, or you're going to ask Daniel Jones, or you're going to ask Tommy DeVito, okay, go play without him. And so to me, you tag him. You give yourself more time to work out a long-term contract that makes sense for everybody. But yeah. if you lose him, yeah, but that's, that, you're worse. That pisses him off. Well, It just pisses him off. I know it does. Because it, nobody likes to be tagged. I've said this every year we've talked about this point in, in, in tag land in the NFL. Nobody wants to be tagged because it, it, you, it prevents you from going to find out how much you actually are worth. And the number is deflated for running backs. I'm not saying it's devalued. It's deflated for running backs. Mm-hmm. Whereas every other position, tackles, wide receivers, God knows how much quarterbacks are getting paid. Every one of those positions has... 10 to 15 or 20 guys that are making close to top end. The running back has three guys that are making close to top end. So when you average out the top 10, that number comes way down. That is the franchise number. It comes way down. And so for the running back to get tagged is an insult because it's telling you, telling you, you are your value that we're going to assign to you with the franchise tag is less than average. But of you the understand top but you understand know, the Giants' is, intention would know, be to have are, them play on the right, tag. But they already did it. Well, they already did it. Okay. So they did it last year. Yeah. And if they do it again, it's gonna like the level of disrespect that Saquon felt a year ago and then is what? gonna be compounded okay. and by ten times. And what's he gonna do about it? There's nothing he can do about it. Is he gonna it. still talk to me about a long term contract? Yes. I mean of course. But so then what, who cares until, if he's upset until for a few weeks? Gets done, it's I mean, he's just you don't do that to guys that, that, you, that you have reverence for. And I think, at least I hope, that the Giants have some reverence for Saquon Barkley. And the last thing you want to do is let them sit in basic purgatory until middle of May or whenever you come around after you get through the draft, after you finish free agency, after you realize how much money you have left. All right, Saquon, now let's work on a long-term deal. It's just it's disrespecting him all over again. And and I feel for him if that happens, well, because he doesn't get a chance, and I a tell real you. chance to see what he's worth. One thing what somebody I've, else thinks about him. One thing I've learned, I guess I'm very disrespectful. I'm disrespectful <laughs> to larger people. And by the way, my <laughs> wife is making me apologize later on in the show to those who are slightly overweight. And I'm also disrespectful to Saquon Barkley because I don't care about his feelings. I have to tag him because I can't lose him. To me, the Giants made a decision on Halloween 2023, and now they've got to seal the deal and keep them long-term. Otherwise, they damn screwed up in late October.